0: This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. What up, lady? Welcome back to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, Stacey Ray, and I am honored to welcome you back to the show. This is episode number 53 with Warren Harris and this podcast, as always, is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, our online and offline community for ambitious women where we start conversations that empower you and help move you forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you know you want. If you are digging our vibe here and maybe you want to expand on this conversation, you can join us in our free online Facebook community called The Lady Posse. You can find the link to do that in the show notes of this episode, which is weareladyalpha.com forward slash 53 radio. Or even if you're just on iTunes, just swift down a little bit and you will see the link. Or if you just want to search us out on Facebook, The Lady Posse, you will find us and we will add you in and then we will hang out is really what will happen. And if this is your first time tuning into the show, I really want to welcome you you're actually listening in on our Masculine May series where we are hearing from men who are doing the work in our communities and sharing their expertise, their insights, their explorations on a whole range of topics all month long, which is super exciting. There's going to be two episodes a week for the entire month of May. So if you are in the anywhere within 50 to 60 um, in the number of episodes, then you are listening to Masculine May, which is super exciting. And I loved I loved having this conversation with Oren. It is super full on from start to finish. I actually listened to it three times to really receive the messages that were in this conversation. So if you don't know who Oren is, you're about to. And he is a transformational coach. He's a spiritual teacher and a pioneer on the leading edge of human consciousness. His primary mission in life is creating heaven on earth. Mm Mm-mm a place where people wake up to their true selves and live a limitless life of contribution and fulfillment. Oren is one of the world's leading experts on flow, talks about this a lot. So you're going to dig this. And on his on his page and his website, and all that kind of stuff, you guys got to get connected with him. Um, he is really into working with high performing leaders, entrepreneurs, and creatives to really support them in tapping into the incredible power of flow and intuition to have a profound impact on the planet through the full expression of their soul gifts. So in this conversation, Oren dove deep into receiving trust, intuition, the cost of the identity of the independent woman, uh, really how to relate and honor awakened men and surrendering and just so much more. So it's such a juicy combo. As always, I would love to hear your insights or takeaways. Feel free to send them my way. So, lady, let's get into it.
1: Hey, Oren, welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you and also to bring this Masculine May Series to the listeners. So thanks for saying yes and having this combo with me.
2: Awesome. I feel honored. When you said it, there's only been three other... Males on the show, so uh, I, I'm honored to be here. Thank you. I'm cool. Excited.
1: Thanks. And I have a a thing to share with you, and I think I shared this with you when it happened too. But I sort I came across you on Facebook, I think, kind of late last year, and started watching some of your videos. Totally dig your vibe. Love the intuitive flow that you bring into the conversation. And uh, when I was in a car accident in October, I was actually listening to a Facebook live that you were doing um, when the car hit my car. And oh. my phone went flying in the car, and I all I could hear was like the groundingness of what you were sharing. I don't remember the exact message, and it did, it wasn't actually about what you were saying. It was just the fact that I could like hear something so grounding in that moment, and it also helped me find my phone because it went flying. So, thank you wow. for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my flies were glad I could uh, be of service there.
1: Yeah. It was an example to me, too, of like, we just never know our impact, like we never know the ripple effect of like, when we just put out a video or we, you know, put something out. So thank you for that. Totally. So we're starting these conversations with this question. Um, what do you want women to know about men or the masculine?
2: Great question. Wow. We could go the whole hour just Okay,
1: let's do it. <laughs>
2: So, like, right away when you said the masculine, I got a a spectrum, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that that's powerful and perhaps essential to set up a really powerful conversation or even just for me to answer. Because I'm answering from my personal perspective of the masculine, but my personal, personal perspective, um, I see, like, my masculine and the way that it manifests has evolved. And Mm -hmm. so my answer therefore has also evolved in terms of like what I would want women to know. So the first thing that came to me, like from the most personal point of view is that the more um, I don't like the word evolved, but the more expanded or more one deepens into uh, like the pure masculine that that, men who are in that state with their masculine are hyper like highly highly sensitive mm. and and why is that important for women to know i'll give you a, i'll give you a very practical example this is a very real example so many times women humans in general but women may try to like control their emotions for various reasons fear or judgment right and in relationships and in communication may like that control sometimes manifests as suppression. It's usually coming from a good place, right? It's coming from some sort of rationale, like I might be overwhelming. I might be too much. I don't want to burden you with this, whatever. So even though that's coming from a pure intention, somebody who's a masculine man, who's super sensitive, that is actually has the opposite effect, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I'm saying is that if a woman is withholding on any level, out of some caring, loving, innocent intention to not be a burden or not bring forth some pain, it's actually more painful. Why? Because I can feel the discord or the difference between how she's really feeling and what's being expressed. Mm. Does does that that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, Yeah. I, I I feel like a lot of women don't encounter men like that because if a, if a man is not really in touch with and not able to sort of permeate the feminine essence, you know, and, and permeate that on a big, then it will actually, he will want the woman to also withhold. So there's this sort of co-agreement and it works out, right? But the more one awakens to themselves and integrates the feminine, actually that makes it even more difficult. So I would much rather a woman... Share and be vulnerable and be expressive and let the energy flow, mm. it's actually more disruptive because I can feel everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
2: If that's if do, do you find that to be insightful from a woman's perspective?
1: I do. And I, I thought about a couple things in there. I love that you spoke to like the gradient of masculinity, too, because I'm thinking, yeah, there's almost like that opposite side of the spectrum where, you know, when when men can't be with women's emotions. Oh, you're too emotional. You're too sensitive. Must be that time of the month. Those kinds of like ideas and things that we've all heard as women. Right, right. And then I couldn't help but also think about in relationships. So as, you know, man or woman is growing and stepping more into that expression of the masculine or the feminine or whatever, that there's that kind of power struggle going on. Because I've been hearing this a lot recently when we opened up the series, one of the things that came up the most was around relationships and how we can more fully grow and stand together and support each other. And mm-hmm. so in, in listening to that too, I was kind of thinking about that, how as a, as, as a man becomes into more into the sensitivity too, and, and maybe vice versa as well, that like the woman withholding and doing the things that she used to do when he was in a different place may not be so effective anymore.
2: Right. right. It's like, and that's what, I, that's why I like looking at things in spectrums and seeing at one mm-hmm. stage, whatever was relevant and useful and beneficial. in the next stage, it becomes obsolete and potentially, um, disruptive, you know, so in one stage, it's like, okay, that's like feels like survival or maintaining some sort of harmony. But then once you expand even further, that same way of being, the same way of acting and communicating and relating will actually become disruptive.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
2: So that that's 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 one thing that came came to me. Um I can share another if you yes, want like
1: go for it. Yeah.
2: Um And I'll share this with such a a simple, innocent, but delightful example. Mm. So I was with uh, Megan and we were walking out of the house and she had her hands full and we're going to go get in the car and go to the store. And she had her hands full and there was a water jug that needed to be refilled. She's going to get it refilled at the store. And she said, um, she said, Orin, can you grab that water jug? And I said, I said, yeah, sure, no problem. And I grabbed the water jug. We walk out of the place. And I said, you know what? I said, I said, thank you for that. And she was like, thank you for what? I said, thank you for not saying, can you grab the water jug and then saying something after that. Thank you for just ending this sentence. Mm. Simple as that may seem, this is like a, I was going to say epidemic. That's a little bit dramatic, but a, (laughs) a, programmed type of behavior that is innocent and harmless and it's built into an independent woman identity. And the reason I thanked her is because I'll give the converse to that or the the opposite of that would have been like, can you grab that water jug because I can't? Can you grab that because my hands are full? Can you grab that? I would grab it, but can you grab it? So an explanation, a rationalization, a justification, even though that's harmless and innocent, the one who's actually saying that is the identity of the independent woman. And what it does is that even though it's functional, it's not dysfunctional to someone who's, I'm just going to say an awakened masculine, right. Or someone in the masculine, it steals the joy because now I'm, I'm a function. Like the only reason I'm grabbing it is because she can't not because she would love for me to. Right. And so, and so I could still do the same activity But in that energetic space that's coming from this mindset, which is coming from the independence identity, not independence as a a, just a pure state. Right. Coming from the independence identity, it actually it it steals the joy from from the interaction. Mm -hmm. It becomes a transaction rather than expression of love. And so it was it was simple as that was. She got it. And then we wound up doing a live stream about it. And then she realized from her past and even sometimes in her present, how just habitually, and when you're in the identity, and this is part of, I'll slow down. This is part of the spectrum that I was talking about of going from like masculine to divine masculine to awakened masculine. It's the same thing with the feminine. One of the things that happens as you, uh, you move through that spectrum is that it, it's where you're relating from. And so when you're relating more from your identity, the masculine has a different quality of energy, and where you're sourcing from. There's more identification with it. That's one of the things that is influencing this 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 spectrum, right? And so the independent as an identity is operates out of more survival energies, like need, right? And so if if a woman's like, well, I would only ask that if I can't do it myself. That's such a habitual thing. But because I'm so also very sensitive and I also live in alignment and I live (laughs) and in that alignment, you know, it's set up for fulfillment and joy. It's not, it's not very joyful when, yeah, it, it's not as delightful or joyful to Mm -hmm. give into that type of space. It's just functional. It's transactional. You can feel it It feels like, but a man who lives in that state that'd be perfectly normal for him. In right. fact, he will source some joy out of it and some sense of pride out of it. But for someone who doesn't have as strong of an identity who operates more in spirit, then it'll just be like,
1: hey. Hey. transaction. Hey. Yeah.
2: Transaction complete. Glad I could mm-hmm. uh,
1: do the thing. Cause you, you didn't want to, couldn't yeah, whatever. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Otherwise, I, I would be of no use here. <laughs>
1: yeah. Ah, oh, thank you for pointing to that. That's so powerful. And I think, like, I'm curious then, like, as as the practice of that as a woman, too, like, in, in allowing that, hmm, I'm trying to, like, navigate the tangible, like, practice that women can step into in this, too. Like, how do we embody that?
2: Well, one very mm-hmm. actionable practice is, and, and this might be... You know, require a little bit of discipline, but (laughs) hey, hey, if you're a strong woman, you've got that discipline quality on some level, anyway. So it it, it's just practice asking and then being quiet. Like if you have to squeeze your lips, (laughs) you know, just practice. Make it make it fun. You know what I mean? You don't want to like be uh, evaluating yourself meticulously on this practice, but just have the intention and start practicing asking for things without explaining, without justifying. These are all modes of control. They don't look like control. Like Another version that looks, all of these are like in the upper spectrum, which also makes them very elusive because they're masked in, in harmonious, ener- like energies like harmony and care and respect. Another one is like, hey, honey, can you pick up some um, avocados for me from Whole Foods? I know you're busy. I know you've got appointments. I know you're having a stressful day like this. I know, I know, I know is actually a high level of control because here's the thing. If you weren't in a state of control, if you were in a state of surrender, then you would not take it upon yourself to try to help someone else out by saying, well, I know dot, 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 because that's what we're trying to do when we say to people things like, hey, hey, or not, you know, I know you're a really busy guy. I know you've got a lot going on. I could tell you that it's not even necessary. So that that that's another way that this mechanism manifests. And so the practice one is we're, here we're talking about knowledge. So having the knowledge, mm-hmm. two, which then increases the awareness, and three, the simple practice is just for fun. Just practice asking for stuff without saying anything. Just say, "I would love this. Can I have this? Can we do this? Can you do that?" And don't yeah. say anything. <laughs> Just like Love just it. like silence, yeah, or okay. just glow, smile, whatever, yeah. that's very doable now,
1: it's very doable, and I was just kind of tapping <laughs> into the the women listening to this thinking like, okay, this sounds easy, let me go practice this, and it's like it might be a little bit more complex in the beginning as we as we take it on. But, that's why I
2: said to be playful with it yeah. rather than get masculine about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do this. Receiving I'm going to
1: get this right.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do this receiving thing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's, and if, and if you look at what I'm saying, it's actually in embodied feminine mm. essence, right? Because when you're embodied in your feminine essence, you're naturally in a state of resting in safety, resting in mm. abundance, resting in trust. And that's why these little mechanisms, even the higher level mechanisms that are just like society teaches us that, oh, this is just me being respectful. But if you really, really look at it, Mm. it's like, no, there's a little, there's concern in there. Do you know what I mean? There's, it's an effort to be respectful. It's an effort to be harmonious. And that's where the opportunity is as you expand is to move into more effortless states and especially if you are relating to which I I suggest you try to relate to people this way anyway, but especially if you're relating to, um, an awakened masculine man, right? Because to me, because I'm one, because when I'm tuned in these types of harmless actions and, and words like, Oh, I got this. Or if that, or, you know, I know you're busy. They're, they're, they're redundant and they, 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 they waste time because I'm, when I'm tuned in, when anyone's tuned in, I already know your intentions. You don't have to explain them to me. Mm. And and for a woman like, oh joy, how delightful is that? If you could catch up to that and then drop all these extra layers of effort and energy that are actually unnecessary. It's not that they're bad, but when you're in love and you're resting in that, someone's meeting you in love, then literally it's unnecessary. And in my case, I know because it's like, I already know she could have actually not even said, can you grab the water jug? That's how it is when you're really in flow. And I'm I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but I'm just looking at like really these different octaves as you move closer to oneness or further away from oneness. Right. Mm -hmm. The more we're connected heart to heart, the more we're resting in that relationship, the more we become like even telepathic. And so your desires, your needs, your wants, they're radiating, they're transmitting. And somebody who's a man who's really in touch, you know, and, and can really also has a very integrated feminine can, can probably, uh, not probably can, can meet you in that space. Mm. You know, so oftentimes I've had experiences with women where, you know, they may be expending effort to try to get me on page with them. And I'm like, I, you're catching up to yourself. I'm already, <laughs> I'm already, I'm already with you. Like I got you I'm done. I, I, yes.
0: Hey lady, we will get back to this amazing conversation in just a moment, but I wanted to personally invite you to the warrior goddess retreat, a deeply nourishing and transformational retreat happening in beautiful BC, July 12th to 19th, 2018. This retreat is rooted in remembering and embodying the 10 ancient feminine and masculine archetypes for deep healing, full expression and embodiment work that truly unleashes all of who you are. From overflowing nourishment to transformative yoga practices, dancing, deep healing work, women's circles, and more, this is for the woman who is seeking a profound connection to herself, a complete unleashing of her most authentic power and expression, and most importantly, the activation of her whole self. This retreat is brought to you by myself and my co-facilitator, Katie McDonald. You can find more details at retreatsinbc.com. We can't wait to see you there.
1: Yeah. Okay. We just dove right in the deep end. I love this. I love this. So you mentioned receiving, and this feels like a really big piece of this too. It Um, is. You know, and and I know a lot of the women in, in, in our audience and community, you know, they're they're alpha females, you know, they're showing up, they're they're making things happen, they're kind of doing a little bit of that, like, you know, kind of there there might be some of that identity around, you know, um, doing it all alone and independence and all that kind of stuff. And I'm curious like to dive into receiving because it's such a kind of elusive thing that we hear Lovely. about and maybe don't really totally understand. So <laughs> I would love to hear your perspective on this.
2: Yeah, receiving is a state of being, first of all, right? It's a state of being and it's a state of being where you're actually in alignment with your with your spirit and with your heart. So when your mind and body, you know, your mind with your thoughts and your body with your words and actions are in alignment with your spirit, with your heart and with your truth, then you're not you're, you're not creating a lot of resistance. You're not trying to control anything. Um and so you're in a state of receiving a state of receptivity right cuz what happens is and this is is that if you are operating w- strongly within your identity then when you have a goal or intention or desire in the moment to complete something to do something the raw capability of the masculine energy is like okay do it be resourceful the creator right so that's that and this is why i i've outline this again in a spectrum because it's like that raw energy is power. It is an asset where it becomes a detriment. And this is where receiving comes in is that if you're, if you're sourcing that energy primarily from your identity, then if you can't see how to get it done, if you can't see the answer, then that's when you go into a state of control. Mm. Right. But if you're in a state of receiving, then now you have your own knowledge, your skills, your strength, your wherewithal, your wisdom, your intelligence, which is all of your, like my capabilities. But when you're in a state of receiving at the same time, you're not bound within that. And so now you have all of the rest of the universe and all of your extended resources, like the people around you, to actually be able to contribute to whatever your goal is in the moment. All right. So that's it. That's so yeah, receiving and trust are almost synonymous as well. Because when we're in a state of receiving, we're naturally in a state of trust. And and here's an important distinction. I don't mean trust like trusting in the identity because that's only one level of trust.
1: Mm.
2: And in fact, it's a shaky level of trust. I mean, trust in your heart, in your spirit, in the unknown, in that which your identity can't see. So when you're in a state of receiving, you're also in a state of abundance and you're in a state of trust.
1: Mm, yeah.
2: And this is where this is where things not only do you go to things, but things come to you. Just like if you're trying to remember someone's name and, and you get in a state of tension and effort, that's what effort actually is. Mm, like yeah. oh, it's an energetic thing. But then if you if you go and you let go, yeah. you state of receiving then it's like in that receiving channel, the answer can actually come to you. Yes, yeah. So the, the biggest, it, it's just like one step, but the biggest, that one step could be an entire journey. And the one step is going from the perception, this is the masculine, right? When it's really uh, rooted in the identity, it's going from the perception that if I stop pursuing this right now, it means I fail, I don't succeed, I'm weak. Whatever it means, and it's not the truth. But if you can just, just like breathe for one eternal moment, then your receiving opens up. Now your extended resources come in, not just the resources from your identity and from what you know. Yeah. Why the, the masculine energy actually upgrades, you know, when you start integrating the feminine, when you start bringing in things like surrender. But on that journey, it doesn't believe that. It doesn't seem that way. It seems like, oh no, I have to compromise something, or I'm going to become yeah. weak, weak, or lazy, or passive. And and you know, that that might happen, but it's not because that's just part of it. That's just you know that happens sometimes. So anyway, receiving is a heart energy, and it's really trusting in that energy and resting in your heart energy. Mm. And this is why um, vulnerability is so powerful because vulnerability starts to move you into a state of receiving because vulnerability means that regardless of your emotional content of your experience, you're not adding another layer of resistance on top of that, like judgment or fear. And so if you're moving in some level of embrace of everything you're experiencing, then by embracing rather than resisting, Mm. then you are starting to receive yourself. Right, so you're you're actually your your heart's opening up, and you're moving into a state of receiving. So vulnerability is a a high state of receiving, even if you are you know feeling contracted. It's that layer on top of the resistance. So if you're already feeling resistance, right, mm-hmm. sort of emotional state or a contracted state, then oftentimes what makes it difficult and experience is difficult and more intense is not the actual emotional state that you're in it's the resistance to it
1: yeah
2: right and so when you resist that then you're not in a state of receiving then you're in a state of controlling and you're in this example you're trying to control yourself so anyway i know i said a mouthful there but yeah receiving receiving is huge and it it, it's it's a it connects to the heart
1: yeah yeah it was a perfect mouthful. I was like really wanting you to keep going. So that was beautiful. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I really, like I've heard you say before, like there's, there's not like micro trust. There's just trust. Right. Right. And when you were just talking to that, there's, there's been a couple conversations that have poked up in the Lady Posse, our online community around trust. Like, well, I trust this, but I don't trust this. And how can I trust this if I can't trust this? Like there's a lot of that sort of I'll trust when conversation. Can right. you, can you jam on trust as a, as like a, a practice and a way of being?
2: Yeah, I think one powerful distinction, again, not to judge yourself with, but just to have a heightened self-awareness so that you can actually work this muscle out, you know, you got to know what, how to work the muscle out, is just being able to distinguish when you are in a moment and you're, let's say you're taking a journey into trust, right? Or you're like, okay, what are you trusting in? If you're trusting in what you can perceive, what you can see, what it is that you know, then know that you're building trust in that dimension of your being, your mind, your identity. That's a, that's a really important distinction right there. It's like, what are you aiming for in terms of building trust? And so in relationship, for example, I'll give I'll give a real example. So a guy I met with a guy recently, He's, he's a new friend of mine. He's talking to me about working with me, like as a coach, as a mentor. And Just in our conversation, I could feel he was a little bit closed, but yet he was still talking to me. He's like, almost like interviewing me, you know, inquiring about working with me. And I said, well, I said, you feel like what's going on inside you right now? Because anything that I'm saying to you, he wasn't in a state of receiving, He was completely receiving whatever I was answering him and sharing with him was being filtered through this lack of trust and so he wasn't actually in a state of receiving and so this is what i mean it's now being filtered through the brain which he's trusting in his brain now he's mm. he's filtering through his brain to click off his checkboxes to see if he can trust working oh. with me but you see that's already a, <laughs> the filtration mechanisms already distorted because because it's built in fear mm. so i said what happened to you and then he had a then he had a breakthrough moment and he's like what do you mean i said i said what's going on inside you right now? You're not actually here with me. Or I said, you feel like you're standing behind a wall asking me questions. And then he said, well, I trust, I had a mentor back in the day and I really opened my heart to him and I gave my full self to him and he wound up taking advantage of me and I gave my power away, right? And see, so his way of building trust again in life, in mentors, is by way of becoming more smart, more informed, and more capable of defending himself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but see, that relatively speaking to him, he's like, well, that's better than this trauma experience. So it's an upgrade because now I have I have new information. I have new insight and knowledge based on this horrible experience of my trust being betrayed. And I, And I said, yeah, and... So you upgraded yourself. So now you feel safer and you feel more capable. So here you are talking with me. I said, but you see the downside of that is you'll, this won't happen. Hmm. My get my gifts and my heart and my, and and what I see in terms of helping you expand to the next level of your life is being filtered through your lack of trust. I said, well, so it's ironic because that would be the first thing that we would work on. Do you see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that, that's, but he wasn't aware that he was building trust in the idea of working with mentors by way of his survival mechanisms. He wasn't aware that he was building that through subtle fear because to him, because he came out of a trauma, you know, well-meaning, very well-intentioned, very innocently. It's still, it's still born out of survival. It's not, it's, so I'm like, you're going to stay in that paradigm for how long? You could stay there the rest of your life and be like, wow, I'm trusting. I'm trusting in myself. I'm like, yeah, you're trusting in yourself. The very self that is the one that helped you, you know, try to put your life back, your trust back together. But it's still, it's unstable because you're not trusting your heart. And how do I know that? It's because I'm in my heart and I'm well-intentioned. And I'm like, wow, if you can't receive that, then you're actually not trusting yourself. So whether he looked at that as trusting himself or trusting me or trusting that his heart's not going to let him down, it's just trust. And I'm like, you got to restore trust in your heart. And when you restore trust in your heart, you'll look back at that past experience of your trust being betrayed and you won't be afraid that it'll happen again. It's one thing to make sure it doesn't happen again it's another thing to make sure that doesn't happen again because you're afraid it's going to happen again. And when you store, you've restored trust on a real transformational level, then you're not afraid of the same of someone taking advantage of you or, or betraying you. That the fear is gone. Mm-hmm. And when the fear is gone, now you're not operating out of a survival instinct, which would, which will cap out the capacity for everything in your life, joy, fulfillment, awesomeness, whatever right because then now you're controlling trying to control either life or yourself or the universe so trust is really deep like that
1: yeah i heard a little bit, little problem. things i i think i've done a little bit of that i was like oh okay <laughs> yeah got it yeah that was really powerful for me actually listening to that
2: yeah i think it it's it's valuable to know on the deep level and this is goes back to your original question is like what does it feel like when I'm moving in the right direction of, of mm. deep trust? What does that actually feel like? It feels like relief. It feels in trust on the deepest level to me. It's transcendent. It's it's like it's immortal, almost. You know. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank so, you for that. Yeah. What what are you what are you building your trust in? And know that if you're building or rebuilding or deepening in your trust in the bigger part of you, your heart, your soul, your spirit, then there's going to have to be some measure of surrender involved, right? And the the thing too, just to speak to the fearful mind is that it doesn't leave you out there, you know, vulnerable to be hurt by life. Actually, if you're doing this process through love and you're really integrating you know, these different aspects of yourself that you actually hid from yourself. And that's, that's one of the things that I helped him with. I said, well, another reason you don't have to be afraid of being, having your trust betrayed is it, is it, and I helped him see how he betrayed his own trust. I'm like, you you had intuitive hits that were trying to come through you back then that you didn't see, or you didn't follow. And now you might be like, that sucks, but actually it also is powerful to realize that because then that's helping you build your trust because you're realizing that this didn't just come out of left field in the way that you think that it did, you know? And so when you restore, what I'm saying is like when you restore trust through the process of love, then even on a practical, like human level, there's less to worry about because you become super conscious you know what I mean? You super aware. And so it's really interesting that I've found that the deeper you move into vulnerability and transparency and things that our mind or identity might think make us more susceptible to being hurt or being betrayed. And that we might experience that along the way. But what I found is it's the exact opposite. It's actually the safest place. Wow. Deep within your vulnerability is invincibility. And I, it, that's not that's kind of a truth bomb type of thing it's like yeah. you just kind of have to experience that and everyone probably has glimpses of that but you're actually at the safest spot mm. more open and vulnerable that you are but that that's that's a yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Yeah,
1: yeah. thank you for that. That was so good. And I, I couldn't help but also think like, okay, so there's a lot of shifts happening, right? I mean, obviously, we can see that out in the world, just societally, there's lots of different things occurring. And a lot of the women that listen to the show are really ambitious, they're in their own transformation of like showing up and creating the things that they really want to in the world, and settling into deeper sense of of surrender in their lives. And I'm curious what you see as, um, like collectively, or even just maybe, you know, tapping into the audience for this show, like what we can, um, what you see for us as the next kind of thing, the next step seems like an elusive question, but I feel like you can jam on that.
2: (laughs) Well, the next step is, is, hmm, what's very prominent right now. I mean there's a reason why things like transparency and vulnerability and surrender are really heightened in our awareness and in our conversation, right? Because they're pointing to us into a, diff, a a whole different way of being, right? And so we're evolving. I've said this before, like we've gone from like the stone age to, I don't know, whatever age, to the industrial age. And now we're in the information age. And so the mind and there's all this um, relevance and, energy going into the mind and then there's the spirit right and so we're we're first of all the world's becoming more transparent
1: Mm
2: -hmm. right um and we're becoming more transparent and that that's why transparency is so important because what it's what it's also doing is the more transparent we become to ourselves and to one another it deepens intimacy and the revelation that we're all connected. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the reason I feel like this is even more essential now is because of the intensity of shifts and changes, things are changing at a faster rate than ever before, which is throwing people into the unknown Mm -hmm. at a faster rate. Right. And so it's almost like when we're in the unknown and we're in fear and somewhat of a resistance to the unknown, and we're in a state of control, then we have to go to our physical and our mental to try to Rebuild, you know, Okay, put it back together, figure it out. So that's one level of power and resource. But things are changing faster than we can put them back together, relying on our mind and our physical capacity. And so that's why surrender is a heightened conversation is because when we surrender, now we're opening up to our spirit and to our intuition and our intuitive operating system can, can flow in a a fast changing environment effortlessly. Our intuitive operating system can flow in a, uh, you know, in an inundation being inundated with information, our intuition is sift through that Mm. in second. Right. So it's like you got, we're in the information age. So we have all these options and choices that can be overwhelming, but it only gets overwhelming to our mind. That's why if we're in our mind, we have to become more clever, increase our mental capacity to be able to survive, let alone thrive in the age that we're in. So that's information. It's the same thing now with emotions, you know, our mental and emotional body. When we're surrendered and when we're building our trust in our intuition, then now we can move more closer to the speed of spirit. And why I mean that sounds like a spiritual conversation, but it's actually practical because mm. of what I said is that our society and the way that the, the pace of the world is moving and the pace of information and the speed of change and the speed of things falling apart it's 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 becoming almost necessary rather than just optional to be able to operate intuitively because it, in your intuition it's like yes no stop go
1: yeah,
2: uh, yeah. otherwise you have to if you're operating primarily on your MOS, your mental operating system, prim- <laughs> it has its instead of your iOS, your yeah, it. I love it. Then now, inevitably, it's going to take you a lot more time to come to certain decisions to to, mm. to have certain transactions take place in life because we're filtering through our the fearful parts of our mind the survival parts of our mind in order to just get to the simplicity of what the intuition knows immediately. Right. So in, in the example of the conversation that I had with my friend, it was very innocent. It was very harmless, but it's like we had a 20 minute conversation to arrive back at a point that his heart and his intuition was just like, yeah, we're, we're a go here. Right. So if you could start to see the implications of that, collectively and globally you know with things changing real fast and mm-hmm. chaos and destruction which is seeking solutions and resolutions like us th- in our human capacity are 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 getting really frazzled but that's also because we're of where we're operating from we can't keep up anymore and so at some point these these conversations of you know trusting your heart, trusting the divine and your intuition are not going, to, they're going to be a matter of survival. Mm. Right. So that, that's one thing that comes up that I, I would say is essential to prioritize, to prioritize that, you know, and these, these conversations of authenticity, you know, vulnerability and surrender really support us living more in a new space. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I'm curious because so many of the women that listen to the show and interact with a lot of the stuff that we do is there's this conversation of the the overstimulation, a lot of information, especially as a woman, we're like multifocused and wanting to like do so many things at once and all this stuff. And so when you were speaking to that, I, I was really connecting to that sense of overwhelm and trying to do everything through that MOS system. Right.
2: Right. And that's, and that's, and to say it again, that's, it's, it's, that's where the overwhelm is coming from. Mm-hmm. Really important to understand it. Cause otherwise, if you're just like, I'm just being a woman or I'm, I'm just highly sensitive and I'm so receptive so that that I, I just, I just get overwhelmed. It's like, I get overwhelmed. Who's the I who's getting overwhelmed. It me, it's evidence that you're rooted more in your perceptual field in your MOS right because that's how you can get overwhelmed spirit doesn't get overwhelmed yeah. you you as a being don't know how to handle that much information or sort it fast enough but that but that's not a problem that's an opportunity because there's a whole other if you're in another operating system or if you move in that direction then it goes from overwhelm to ease like that because you recognize it's not the amount of information or amount of energy coming at you that's overwhelming you it's only overwhelming you who's you though it's the it's the self and that's why when you as soon as you drop from the self meaning the mental operating system into the self then literally emotionally physiologically you could literally go from overwhelm to mm. eat with nothing changing in your physical environment because when you're resting in your spirit and you're resting in trust then even on a super practical day-to-day creational level you can process way more information than your mind can. See you see what I'm saying? I so do. Like <laughs> that's so more overwhelmed. Sometimes we think, oh, that's just part of it. It's like, no, it's not, that's not why you're overwhelmed. Because otherwise you would be poised. You would mm, be present. Yeah. Be resourceful. You would just be responding. Overwhelm is already into the reactive side of the spectrum. But who's overwhelmed? I'm not overwhelmed, I meaning the big I, like my, it's I, right? And that's, that's why going back to this masculine energy, as you move up the scale or across the spectrum or whatever, then the reference point shifts from the identity to the spirit. And so, you know, the awakened masculine or awakened feminine is more grounded and rooted in spirit as a primary reference point and a primary driver. And that's, you know, that's why that also equals less stress, less mm. overwhelm. You know, and, and anybody who's been in flow has experienced this temporarily. Right? Suddenly it's like, it's like uh I, hope, I wonder if I could do a badass camera analogy. It's like frames per second, right? When you expand, it's like you can actually process more information in one frame.
1: Right.
2: So then you're just yeah. pulling, right? And so ideally, <laughs> cool. if you're ambitious or you know high performer, which is most of the people that I work with one-on-one, you, you don't want to just increase your physical motion and your mm. mental capacity from your identity. You want to expand your consciousness to be able to actually be more and flow more because it puts you in a whole, in a whole different space. So you know what I would love? I mean, I don't know how much time we have left it, okay. any question or challenge or scenario that you as a representative of your community could, could, could throw at me. I would love to like hear your most juicy or challenging inspirations or questions and just like,
1: okay. <laughs> um, okay. 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 Hold on. Let me just, let me just check in here. Cause there's like a plethora of them. I'm sure um okay can be about anything
2: anything it'd be about anything sex your body anything health um money anything just a uh uh one of the themes one of the threads Mm. conversation one of the commonalities of challenge whether you know however small or big and any and and anything can pertaining to men for sure if you want like insight from you know this man (laughs) this (laughs) dude okay Um, this dude anything you want to ask me
1: okay um I immediately what came up for me was specifically around like up leveling and in business and receiving payment because that's been a lot of the conversations too in in our audience is like wanting to step into their realm and their work in the world and then feeling kind of like that gap in between of like like, um, really being in it, you know? Um, So, that maybe, or like upgrading in general in our lives. Yeah, I'll go there first. There might be one other one in there. Mm. I could be more specific, maybe. I think that's what you asked me to be.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the first thing that came up is something I talked about recently on giving and receiving. And I gave mm. an exercise. And maybe I'll, I'll share it here. So, the question that I posed to people was, can you say that in your capacity, if you're naturally a heart-centered giver, like that's just mm. your way of being quite naturally, and you're giving your time, your attention, your energy, your heart, you're listening to, to those you love, to your clients, to the world, the question was, do you feel like you are in equal proportion on your receiving? And the answer for most people is no. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> To some degree, you know, either to a large degree or to a little degree. And so I asked or I then refined the question and put it into an exercise. And so it's pick anyone that is really close to you, whether it's your inner circle, you know, your family, your spouse, your significant other. And the question was this. Do they really, truly have the opportunity to give to you in full capacity. And then I highlighted, like, what is it that makes someone be able to give to you? And this actually connects mm. to money as well. Yeah. What is it that makes someone be able to give to you, right? On a physical level, it's 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 just clarity. Like, oh, this is what I need. This is what I need, want, and desire, right? Mm-hmm. That's the physical part. And so sometimes people don't even do that. Like, the most practical form of that would be, like, asking, Right. Yeah. Asking for what you want and sharing your dreams, goals, intentions, and desires, the things of the heart. That's a physical level where I've seen the pieces missing. And what's been a blind spot for most people is that even if they, like, if they're not asking or not sharing, then that's, that's obvious, you know, and that might apply to some people, but now the next level is like, okay, well, if you are sharing, if you are asking, if you're like, Oh, my relationship I said, told my husband, you know, I'd like this, you know, I'm sharing it, right? But it's still not like fully being reciprocated or being received. Then and this is the invisible part. It's like, can people feel why you want what you want? That's what's Mm. obscured a lot of times. And that's a heart energy because the heart is where the magnetism is, right? And so someone says, if if you say, and this is especially true for if you're in your independent woman identity, you might be like, you know, I would love to have X, Y, Z, but if you're in your head energy, then you're not radiating then people, then you're not actually connected to why you want what you want, which connects you back to your heart. And when you're connected to your heart, then your words have presence, not even your words, your presence is radiating out to the person in front of you into all of existence. It's almost like you light up on the radar of existence more when people mm. feel cool. your <laughs> desire, right, and so you can enact feeling in a few different ways. It's if someone feels the heart energy connected to your desire, like in terms of the inspiration or passion, that would mean that you know it's in a high, uh, you're in a high level of alignment. Or this is where vulnerability comes in. Even if you're not and you're fearful, as long as you're not hiding your fears and you're vulnerable within your own fears then your heart is still going to be radiating the feeling of your desire. And that's what moves people to want to assist you and people you haven't even met out there in the ethers. Literally you light up to them when they can feel you. And so that's the thing that I've, I've seen is missing. So the exercise is simple. If you want to convert that into an exercise, it's share with more people in a more full spectrum sharing what, it, what your desires, wants, goals, and needs are, maybe specifically how you would love to be supported if that, if that applies, and tell them why. Mm. Why is this, this is why this is important to me. And also to be thorough, maybe even tell them your fears. You see, because as soon as you start to share your fears, it also brings a heart energy and because it's a vulnerable thing to do. And so that was my question to the people. I was like, if you have anyone around you whether it's your significant other or friend can you honestly say that they could repeat back to you right now mm-hmm. oh these are the these are your highest aspirations these mm-hmm. are your deepest fears and I know exactly why and I know how to support you if the answer is no then work on that
1: Brilliant yeah Yeah and I'm, I'm actually really fascinated with this too, because we've, we've opened up threads and conversations in the lady posse around support. And there is kind of that like hesitation to like ask or put something out there, or this is what I'm up to right now. Um, why do you think that is?
2: You know, I'm, I'm almost hesitant to, to, to answer that question. <laughs> Here's why is, I'm, I'm totally going to answer it. Okay. Right. <laughs> but this is interesting. Like the first, I had two feelings immediately, immediately. I feel like everything that I know to share about that as my answer. Yeah. And then, you know what else I felt is interesting. I kind of felt like, "Ah," I felt like a, "Ah." and here's why, because I feel like that all of the reasons why that might be difficult. I feel like in Mm -hmm. personal spiritual development circles and communities, sometimes in, in people's own healing and transformational process, sometimes they get too involved in that and it's not that it's not important but it's like it becomes its own density right so when it's like oh i think it's it's like you know what i think it is i think it's 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 a self worth thing or i think it has to do with shame and there's nothing wrong with that but sometimes when people are saying that especially if i'm interacting with them one on one it feels it doesn't always feel connected it feels like it, it feels like even though you might be talking about heart energies like oh I, maybe it's shame or I feel like I'm not good enough is as soon as you're relating to that and interacting with that and assessing that with a fair amount of head energy or just kind of theoretical energy, then it almost feels flat. And mm. sometimes it also, we also draw inaccurate conclusions. That's why I like the exercise that I just gave because it's very practical and, it, yeah. and it's doable. It doesn't matter if you, if you have a problem with your self-worth. Because why? Because even if you're having a challenge with your self worth, even if you feel like you're not good enough, if you actually do it, Mm -hmm. which might require courage, right? And if you're courageous enough to be vulnerable enough to put your heart out there, then you're also building your self worth, Mm -hmm. right? Why? Because that is an acknowledgement, the very act of giving deeper presence to your heart's desires and needs and, and your you giving yourself deeper presence which which means you're prioritizing it and then demonstrating that by being willing to share it no matter how whether it's perfect or completely messy whether it you get results or you don't the result is that that type of action is building your self-worth and that's why to me you know, at the end of the day, you could evaluate your self-worth. You could be trying to figure out why, but then you're still going to be like, okay, now how do I build my self-worth? Right. And, it, and these types of things, these types of actions, especially if they're coming from this place and you tune into it and you realize that I'm not speaking this to get the result. I'm speaking this because this is an honoring of myself. Mm-hmm. Then, then you start respecting yourself more. You start trusting yourself more, even if it's uncomfortable. Right. And, and, and that is one actionable way to build self-love, especially if you really tune into and connect to it in this way. Like I'm doing this for me.
1: Mm, Yeah.
2: You, You know, and then, and then you share it. And then it become, you become an open invitation for anyone to meet you in that space, but it's easier for them to meet you in a particular space because you're clear, you know, and clear doesn't mean perfect. It doesn't even mean positive. It means transparent, Mm. You know, clarity, transparency. That's why vulnerability has a level of clarity to it and it it has a level of self-containment to it, which is where the responsibility comes, you know, and this is, this is also, I'll just mention this real quickly, a distinction between sometimes we think we're being vulnerable because we're being emotional.
1: Mm, Yeah
2: and emotional does not equal vulnerable now you, now vulnerable includes emotions but you could be emotional without being vulnerable
1: yeah
2: right because and and when you're being emotional and you're not being vulnerable then you're still not your 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 asks your desires whatever it is that your heart wants is not being transmitted clearly Because when you're emotional and not vulnerable, you're still somewhat operating in your head or in a survival fearful mechanism. And then you're trying to preserve yourself when really your heart wants to connect. It wants to relax. It wants to receive,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. right? So your original question was like, why do you think that is? And yes, it does connect to self-worth and conditioning and programming. And I'm happy to jam on that with you. I just, that was the first thing that came up to me is, is that, you know, even if it does have to do with a lot of those things, that doesn't necessarily Mm
1: -hmm.
2: mean you have to like get to a certain point or, or have a certain amount of healing or really make that seem complicated or like it's this necessary step before you start whatever, receiving as much money as you want.
0: Right. Now, of course it helps. Yeah. If
2: you, if you up your self-worth and things like that, uh, yeah, a hundred percent, that's going to manifest a change in your relationships and your receiving of your desires and receiving of money and don't let it stop you. That's all I'm saying. But that, so the short answer is, is yeah. self, you know what I yeah. mean?
1: Yeah. I love where you went with that. Cause I, I feel that sense of like, we're, we're like digging for problems sometimes. We're yeah, like,
2: we're like just too much digging. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not presenting opposite spectrum. Like don't yeah. dig at all. I'm just like, like there's too much digging. It's like, it's just mm. too much. Mm-hmm. Like 30% too much. That's 30%. That's it.
1: <laughs> it's very exact.
2: <laughs> yeah, 30, I like that. I like, that. Too much, you know? <laughs> and like you're trying too hard. Yeah. And that's the thing with, Going back mm-hmm. to receiving and, this, and the like trust and embodied feminine essence, it's effortlessness is a state of being. Effort is a state of being.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
2: effort comes from the identity. And that's when we're trying. And so I'm saying that this not only applies to the context that I shared about, but it also applies to your own healing and transformation. If you start getting bringing too much effort into it, then that's still a state of resistance and you're basically working harder than you need to because you're saying i meaning the self that's actually tra- trying to transform <laughs> you're saying i got this you're like and so you see what i you see what i'm, see what
1: mm-hmm.
2: I'm saying mm-hmm. I, I let me be informed i know how to do this I, okay healing let me get the proper information <laughs> let's
1: get the recipe let me
2: yeah. get the recipe <laughs> and i'll do it and it's like to a certain degree that's going to be very beneficial
1: mm.
2: but that is that extra 30% It's like, because, because when you're really knee deep in that from a level of I, you're also forgetting a huge other piece of the puzzle, which is like, let the divine do some of the heavy lifting, let grace help you, let the universe help you. What if, you know what I mean? What if in this 30% zone, like the universe is going to pick up the water container for you and not you? What if you didn't have to do something? And I, and I, I. I hope you guys can feel what I'm saying. There's, there's this, because it can be subtle.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, this, if you start getting into the energy of trying, I'm trying to understand, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. The, the one who is trying is the one that needs to let go of control as well. Mm-hmm. So if you find yourself efforting within your, and I don't mean efforting, like giving it effort, like thinking and working on it and doing what you need to do. I'm saying, if you find it feels effortful, then you're too involved,
1: mm,
2: and yeah. I make it more complicated than it needs to be. And I can immediately feel when someone says to me, like, "You know what? You know what? I, I feel like it's the self worth thing that I'm working on. It's like I feel like a robot sometimes. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't even feel you right now. You can't even feel you. Yeah, it's really smart what you're saying, and you're probably yeah. you're probably right." but right now nothing's gonna transform yeah because you're in effort or because you're in um a, a more of an intellectualizing even though you might be feeling mm-hmm. and so it's just like that's where bringing more surrender into your even into your transformational process even into things like self-worth you know mm-hmm. and, and and not You know, working with it, but not working too hard and not giving it too much power because it's not real in the first place. There's, there's. I mean, if you think about it, it's like what is, what is self worth? You know, we can't. On one hand, can you even build self worth? Like we are, we are, we are worthy, right? So it's, and I'm not saying don't work with it. Don't do anything. I'm just saying like, that's a good reminder. Sometimes it's like, we mm, are worthy. Yeah. When we're in the recognition of our worthiness. The concept disappears entirely. Right.
1: Yeah. We're Kind of overcomplicating things, aren't we? Aaron?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I, I feel like a good balanced conversation is this like, just let the, you know, your heart, your spirit, the divine, your intuition just, just bring it in more. I'm not saying this or that. Just bring it in more. Let it do more of the work. And this is why, like, from my own path, sometimes <laughs> I remember I remember one time uh, a friend of mine a few years ago, he he gave me a piece of insight, like a reflection of something that he felt, he felt inside me. And he said, you know, I don't remember if he said something like, oh, I, I feel some resistance in you or something like that. And I paused and I was like, oh, okay, got it. And he, he, for a moment, he's like, he didn't think I got, got it. He's like, no, I, I said, no, I, I got it. And then he realized, and he actually became very inspired. He's like, wow, I've never seen somebody change something that fast. He was looking for something dramatic. Right. But, but see, that's <laughs> the, right there. Cause remember there's, the, the experience that you're having, that you're trying to transform, like whether you're in a contracted emotion and you're looking to expand and, and experience some relief or whatever scenario, but then there's your relationship to it. And see, the reason he almost couldn't recognize my transformation is because in my relationship to my own transformation, to my own emotions, to my own state, I'm my relationship is one of love and compassion. which. Which means that, like, I'm in total acceptance and progressive creation at the same time. And so, and so, I what that's resulted in, and this isn't always the case, but is that oftentimes now, if I just have an awareness of something, I can let my higher self, just my intention, because I'm not holding on to whatever is not true, I can let it dissolve and i and i I trust in that does does that make sense and so Mm -hmm. more effortless in that in that sense because i'm not believing or thinking that i am the one that's going to change it or that i need to change it need have to Mm -hmm. you know it's a really powerful paradox that comes where like acceptance is one of the fastest ways to change but that's that's like bringing love into and in through and it's it's the paradox of love because when you're really in love, you get to this point where it's like you're saying to your, you know, emotion or your trauma or your inner child, you're saying you're perfect. Just as you are, you don't need to change anything, but the, the, the delightful irony of that to the mind mm-hmm. is that in that state, you can choose again, AKA change. You, you can change, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and I feel like part of the essence of this conversation and definitely a conversation that I'm in, in a, in a teaching is this, this union point, this dancing of masculine and feminine, but also will and surrender. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, as you evolve in the masculine, which is this will type of energy, right, it the the raw essence of that energy and connecting to that masculine energy stays intact. It just expands in its capacity because it expands beyond human will, which which only is the reservoir of your own resources that you have and your own strength. And and now it opens up the channel. Right. And so that that is like what it requires to, for the channel to be open is that surrendered state, is that trust. But that can exist simultaneously while you have pure in, intention, see, mm, intention, yeah. creation, decision, masculine energy, while simultaneously open, receptive, trusting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a higher version of masculine when it's integrated like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel that
2: you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we could all work a little less at pretty much everything.
1: Yeah,
2: 30%, baby. <laughs> 30%. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. Any other questions from the community? I, and I, know, I realize I didn't say anything about money, but that heart piece and the asking yeah. and the... the the universe, the people around you, your potential clients, knowing truthfully, knowing what your true desires are. Yeah, this is what blocks money. Sometimes is because we're, we're we're compartmentalizing that, or we're not bringing the heart energy into money. Because as soon as you do, then it's like I. You have your needs and desires, and your rent, and all the things that you love. That's love, right? And if money supports that, then it is an expression of love. And, if, and if, you, uh, if the world, let's just say your clients, for example, or your potential clients or people that you're working with, you see, if they're in love with their desire, and their desire is to transform their life, for example. Let's just say you're a coach, right? Because we know a lot of coaches. So if their desire is to transform their life, and they're connected to authentic desire, then that is life-giving energy. It's love. Right. Mm, so that's yeah. love. so then if you come in and service to that person and through your love, you connect it to your heart, which connects to your service and your gifts. And now you're flowing energy to that person's reality to support the expansion or to support um, them transforming their lives. Then if you don't bring all if you bring all of you, then it includes all of you, it includes all of your heart's needs and desires. So it's all one expression of love. But if you're like, well, you know, I don't really need to have money or I don't, then you're compartmentalizing yourself. You're going, oh, let me put this over here. And all I'm saying is when you're in love, you can't separate anything. Mm. Everything that's in your heart, it's one signal. And so what's in there is also, you know, money and abundance and and all the things connected to what you're using money and abundance for. It's one energy. And I think that oftentimes we compartmentalize it. And one of the ways you know you compartmentalize it is you say things like, well, I'm not doing it for the money. Like, who's saying that?
1: Mm, yeah. <laughs> right? it's,
2: the, it's the it's the mind that's already fragmented or already in conflict trying to justify and say, I'm a good person. But in your heart, if you are a good person, then you are. So, mm. so these are little telltale signs. It's like, well, I'm not really doing it for money. Or the flip side of that, which is even more clever sometimes, is I'm only... I only want to use the money for good things, but who stakes that claim? If you're not already in conflict with yourself, which means you're not in love. Mm. Otherwise, every dimension of what's in your heart is equally important, including money. And that's why you can't take yourself out of the equation in favor of something else that's coming from a place of lack. And the more you're in love and you realize it's actually a flow of energy exchange then the more you can witness and realize that the people who are paying you, especially if they're, you know, if you're operating in truth and they are operating in truth, and can, it's their love to give you love. And, and, and what are they giving love into? Whatever is important to you. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, if, if they're, they can't connect to that, really, if you're not connected to it. So it's the same thing as the water jug. It's like, oh, you'd love for me to do that? I'd love to do it. Yeah, money's oh, exactly, so good. Money's exactly the same.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, if you're like, oh, I don't want to be a burden, then you start to see the world as, oh, well, this is going to burden you. But that's a projection.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a projection of you thinking it's a burden. You see what I'm saying? So it's the same thing with money. If, if we get this diluted idea, the litter is a delusion. And then it becomes a projection that people don't love to give us money. right. So all the people who actually are that do, I'm not saying there's not people that don't, but those people are irrelevant to you. Mm. All the people who actually do love to give you money, like, oh, my God, this feels amazing. This is joy. You won't find them if you have that projection in your mind or fragmentation where you've compartmentalized it in some way. And I'm one of those people. I I love paying people. (laughs) Yeah. Now it, I won't love paying someone who doesn't love receiving money, though. It won't, it'll yes, feel, it won't be. It won't be. But somebody who's like, I'm, you know, I'm in my, I'm offering badass service, and I love it, and I'm amazing, and I love, I love getting paid for what I do because I'm amazing at it. To me, I'm like, ah, I, I want to pay you whatever you want. <laughs> yeah,
1: Kick it all. Yeah, <laughs> you get
2: you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, so, I hear the does difference. That, does that help in terms of the uh, totally money conversation? And it goes yeah. back to the heart. Yeah. It's bringing this love energy into and in through these different relationships. So money is a relationship. And intellectually, you might be like, "I love money," but but do you really? Because saying "I love money," especially for an authentic being, and saying "I love money" really indirectly saying "I love myself," because. The things that you're using money for, if you're an authentic being, are things that are connected to yourself, like whatever, taking care of your kids or the things that you love to do, or it's all, it's all love. And so, see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If if you're not necessarily loving money specifically, but if that's how it's linked in your life, then it is, it's no, there's no separation. It is self-love. Yeah. And and you no, know, going back to what I said earlier, you don't have to master self love before <laughs> before,
1: you, <laughs> before making money.
2: Before you making money, yeah. like if, you, if you're just willing to be courageous and willing to be vulnerable, then hmm. not completely be like, no, please don't give me anything. <laughs> you, then, then you're you'll still be able to receive as I'm, long as you're yeah. Really transparent. Yeah. You know. You're invulnerable. Otherwise, you don't have to overcome all your fears or master self-love to receive. Those things help, of course.
1: Yeah, yeah. What what, what am I
2: stirring up over there? I'm just
1: so I'm I'm grinning from ear to ear. The listeners can't see me, but I'm so excited to share this conversation and hear some of the takeaways in there. Really, because that was that was brilliant. I've never heard someone put it together that way, and just that that really landed for me. And I have a hunch that a lot of the ladies are going to love that. So, thank you for that.
2: Awesome. And I, I'm, you know, look, if, if, I'm happy to come on again. To, to if there's quite if you if you get enough like like questions about okay. anything that I said, I, I'm happy to come on again because I cool. love because they I love challenging questions. You know, mm. I, love, I love them. like oh yeah, I hear what you're saying, but or. However, or what about this? Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. It's like, and and that would just brings through even further refined specific whatever is going to come through me. Cool. So I welcome I welcome any questions, and if you get enough and you feel like you want to do this again, sweet. Then I'm 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 down.
1: Ladies, you heard it here. Get your questions ready. Bring out the challenging questions. Amazing. Um yeah. And Oren, I know you've got some cool offerings and stuff. How can the ladies get connected with you and work with you if they feel called to do so?
2: So I'm at Oren Harris on Instagram. I'm pretty active on there. I post several times a day. My website is orenharris.com. That's O-R-E-N-H-A-R-R-I-S.com. And on my website, you can opt into my email list. And I have a Flow Mastery video series that cool. I, I, I pretty awesome on there. And then you'll be on my, you know, on, on the flow list and in the loop. Um and as far as working with me one-on-one, that you can email, you can email me. There's a process involved with that. Um I work with leaders, high performers, visionaries, passionate souls. You know, really, if you put it this way, if you really resonate with this conversation in a particular, and this is just my own personal thing, right? It's, it's This is not, at the end of the day, I work with whoever I'm called to work with. But if you ask me personally, Orin, <laughs> then if you really resonate the, with the idea of expanding and uniting this energy of will and surrender, uniting the masculine and the feminine at a higher level and being able to be a passionate, you know, visionary artist, creator, world changer But with increasing your levels of ease and grace and effortlessness, and then if that excites you, then we would have a lot of fun together and create some magic together. So what else? What else? Is there anything you feel like I should share that I haven't shared? Oh, Orrin Harris on Facebook.
1: Yeah, you always post the best lives. Seriously, ladies, go watch.
2: I've been on a live stream rampage. I've kept back a little bit because I'm building a membership site and mm, um, cool. Yeah. But I'm pretty active on Facebook as well.
1: Nice. Yeah. We'll put all the links and stuff in the show notes. Ladies, definitely go get connected with Oren. I always, every time I see something that you're posting, it's always something that just stops me and like really presences me to a new idea or something. It's really valuable. So thanks for all the the work that you are doing for all of us.
2: You're very welcome. Can I share one more thing? It's one of those. I would love it if you did. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a, another distinction that, that came to me recently in terms of like upgrading and evolving the masculine energy is that I talked about the identity piece, right? And and how the shift from, you know, the identity to more to the spirit. And that is that this idea of speaking your truth, a lot of times our truth inside of us can feel like this fire right and it is a fire type of energy so i'm associating that with masculine right so the masculine the awakened masculine is like a guardian of truth its allegiance is to the truth right and the thing about the truth and speaking our truth you know just as a concept right one of the reasons that we fear that sometimes is because we don't want it to burn like we don't want our fire to burn someone we don't want to create pain we don't want it to be harmful in some way and we don't need to be afraid of our fire because when you're really grounded in truth and connected to your heart, then your fire won't burn people. And that fire, that masculine energy is imbued with compassion and love. And that's why it also has a softness to it, even in its most intense. Because it, it, there's a difference between intensity, like that's a masculine quality, like intensity, like fire type of energy. No matter how intense it is, when it's embodied, which means it's naturally self-contained in a way, it's in a state of abundance, it's infused with compassion and love. It doesn't, it doesn't punch, it doesn't try to get, it doesn't need anything to change. And that's where you're in a state of abundance, in a state of love, and a state of naturally in a state of detachment, Mm -hmm. but also full on willing to embody and be the full expression of that truth. And so the, the the awakened masculine in that sense, and this is why it transcends the identity, is like, okay, it's in some level of humility by giving its allegiance to the truth <clears throat> because it knows that, okay, well, I can only see what I can see. And even though I might act on my own will and knowledge and intelligence, really where my devotion is to is what is true, which I don't may not always know in a moment. Mm. And so it, it's like when you sort of, devoted yourself to that and kind of died to that then your fire purifies this masculine energy purifies itself and it becomes more integrated and that's why it can be powerful it's not withheld it's not withdrawn it's not watered down it can be powerful without being you know gritty or uh, like abusive or and that's why it can also effortlessly be completely soft because it will be whatever it needs to be to serve the truth because the truth is where the love is as well. And that's where the connection is. That's where everything lies in that. Anyway, I've never said that before, but thank you for listening. But that's, so one thing I'm saying within that is to don't be afraid of your own fire. Don't be afraid of your your own power and to trust your heart and be bold enough to be willing to be, um, to be, speak, and live your truth. Mm. And I'm just, I'm mentioning that because I, in working with people in different like shadow aspects of their consciousness and these types of things, there's a fear of one's power, which then causes us to like either, you know, repress it to some degree, which doesn't work, which is a form of control, or, um, you know, it gets expressed in ways that are like, you know, (laughs) Mm Anyway, I'm not sure why that came through, but there it is.
1: Cool. I love it. I might have to listen back to that again because I felt like there was a lot in there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So good. Such a pleasure to get to connect with you and hear from you and hear your perspectives on this. And I'm so excited for the listeners to get to tap into this too. Um, was there anything else that we wanted to say to kind of wrap it up in a bow or do we do we feel complete?
2: I feel pretty complete. woman. Vulnerability is sexy. Yeah. (laughs) Truth is power. Surrender, I can assure you, is power.
1: Mm.
2: It's power well beyond, yeah, it's power. And I'm only saying that with, with some authority and conviction, because on the journey, as we deepen in trust and surrender, one of the things that we're overcoming is the illusions. And the perception that, oh, wow, this is not, this is weak or it's passive or it's not powerful or it's, and it's exact, it's the exact opposite of that.
1: Mm.
2: So yeah, trust your hearts.
1: Thanks so much, Oren. We always close out these conversations with one question. You can take this wherever you want to go. Well, it's a fill in the blank kind of statement.
2: Okay. If you
1: truly want to improve your life, fill in the blank.
2: mm. If you truly want to improve your life, make your number one priority love and loving yourself and mm. every aspect of your experience. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the one-off, the one, the, the one domino that's the mm. most efficient one. Yeah. <laughs> It's like if you if you I'm not saying don't do other things I'm just saying if you prioritize that over everything, then it affects everything.
1: Yeah, I don't know what movie that was that I saw with the crazy line of dyna the dominoes, but it's like the first one that just topples them all. I love that. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's,
2: yeah. It's it's the it's the efficiency switch. It's the bat phone. It's the bat it is. seriously yeah and yeah Mm. if you truly want to improve your life and see that that influences every area of your life whether you're talking about your business your relationships your health your performance if you're an athlete like love is truly the master key Mm. seek that first and all else will fall into place Mm. let that let your devotion be to that and devotion is not perfect but it's perfect commitment Mm.
1: Mm. I appreciate that distinction yeah it's really cool yeah it's always so expansive listening to you and I so appreciate you so much so thanks so much for coming on the show and ladies I'm so excited for you to be connected with Oren go get connected with him on social media and check out what he's up to too and of course welcoming all your juicy questions for our next conversation bring bring
2: the questions bring the challenging ones Bring the ones where you're thinking, oh man, that dude's crazy. <laughs> Bring it, you know. I, I, I welcome it and thank you. It's been a, it's been a pleasure um, connecting with you and having this conversation, um, and I I really do appreciate you and it's an honor to be here. Um, and you're wonderful. Thank
1: you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, and thanks, ladies, for tuning in. Appreciate you sharing your insights and stuff that you receive here. It's always cool to just even witness you in what you receive, you know, just as an act of like you just sharing what you got out of this. So feel free to always do that. And looking forward to chatting with you in the next conversation.